City 3, Bristol City 0. Uh, I'm going to say it, it was another shit show of a performance. Don't anybody hold back. Make your comments on the text feed on the, the uh, Podbean app. And uh, as I said uh, in my full start of this evening's podcast, um, you know, it, it's sad that um, we've got a big audience tonight because that's always a way when we do badly. Uh, joining me, as always, uh, Mark and Ian, uh, we do the usual. Uh, Mark, sum up the game just in general terms, no detail, but sum up the game in uh, 30 seconds from your perspective. Um, Gutless City had a chance uh, up to 60 minutes against a poor Birmingham team, but made them look like world beaters after their feeble attempts uh, at forward play uh, resulted in just one shot on target and defensively they were woeful. In, they were in uh, City were in the match for long periods but failed you know, to prize open the Birmingham defence. But time and time again, they just switched off and uh, came away with a 3-0 hammering, which leaves us looking down the table instead of up. It's a very worrying time right now. Yeah, Ian, your thoughts uh, on that? Just a brief overview. Uh, <clears throat> the first half, we were all right when we got the ball down and passed it. We probably played a bit more football and retained the ball better than we have for quite a while. So at halftime, we had 62% possession. The worry was we didn't have any shots on target. And... That tells you everything you want to know about Bristol City. We didn't whoosh it as much in the first half, uh, and that made us better. So in the second half, we did whoosh it. Um, yeah. So I no doubt we'll go on to other factors, but it was an appalling performance. Uh, nobody really came out of the game with much credit. I thought Backinson was better than he has been and at least tried to pass the ball forward. Uh, Matty James hasn't been right for... Five or six games. I don't know if yeah. he's carrying an injury. He went off. Masengo came on and he looked as bad as the rest of them, I have to be honest. Yeah. There we go. Let's look at some of the uh, comments that people have put up here. Uh, Beard has said, what happened to Backinson? He was so promising at the beginning of last season. Ryan Week said, Brum scored five all season at home before tonight and then City come to town. In fairness, Birmingham have turned the corner a little bit because that's three wins in a row for them now. And that was preceded by one point in six games. So it just shows the uh, the vagaries of this division. Matthew Pickles has said, how long are we going to drift with Nigel in charge? We're going to talk about that when we've covered off the game. And Mendip City, he's got a point here. I know what he means. This stinks of relegation now. Hopefully the bottom three are so impossibly bad. They save us. We're 10 points clear of the bottom three. And we were always clear of the bottom three last season, but we have more points in the bag at this time last season than what we have now. Or did we? I haven't done uh, the calculation. Um, let's uh, look at the starting lineup. Um, Mark, there were uh, a couple of changes. Um, Viner, we were calling for him to come in and uh, in, in what position? It was to bolster the midfield, but he played right of a three uh, centre defenders at the back. Were you surprised that he came in and they took that shape? Yeah, because he can't play at centre-back because he's so time and time again, if you get an experienced forward leaning on him, he'll will. And, you know, even when he stands off, he, 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 gives, he gives the guy too much space. And he did that, he did that three times tonight. Um, and you know, if we if we go through the goals, I think he's better as an auxiliary later, midfield yeah. player yeah. where he yeah. can tackle. He can play a pass forward. He got an assist against against Cardiff. I, I'd have stuck him in the midfield to bolster it. That's what he really needed because Masengo just wasn't 
I mean, we brought him on, whether it's to save his hamstrings, I don't know, but he just didn't have any sharpness at all when we brought him on. And it looks like James, according to Dan White, uh, he said that James looked like he was mouthing, it's gone, when he made that tackle on Hogan in the second half that caused his injury. So I think, obviously, he, you know, he, uh, he he was perhaps carrying injury and he just he, he just yeah. aggravated it. Yeah. But he made try to make a sliding tackle, but he mouthed, it's gone, apparently. Yeah. A back in St. James midfield two, that ain't going to win you games, is it, really? Because you've got one player off form and another player who just seems to have no... You've got nobody who can tackle. I mean, you, you, no. need, you need the industry of somebody like a Williams, but God knows when he was he's going to play, and you just don't know how many games a season he's going to play because he's got suspect hamstrings. Now he have got Masengo with suspect hamstrings. You know that Backinson can't tackle. I mean, in that flipping... Clown show for the third goal from Bentley's. From Bentley's. Uh, well, we we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about the goals yeah. in a minute. We we'll talk about the goals in a minute. We talk about. We've always got. got we've always got a ricket in us. That's that's the problem as well, David. It's <laughs> yeah. So many lapses. You know, we're just going to blow up. No, you do. You do, Ian. Uh, what were your thoughts with the shape of the lineup? I saw you predicting a side on uh, on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I checked it to see how far you were off uh, with that, but uh, surprised to see. Viner in, we were calling for it, but not in that central defensive uh, role, yeah? No, I, I thought he should play as a holding midfield player. Yeah. Um, I, I had Masengo in the team um, and uh, and Matty James. Now, I, I think what occurs to me is I think Matty James might have been carrying an injury for a few games because he hasn't looked the same player uh, as he was the first five or six games of the season. You talk about people having injury issues. He's had a lot of injury issues. Um, so hopefully it's just where the lad stood on him when he made the tap the recovery tackle. Mm. Uh, but his his free kicks have lacked some zip and some accuracy as well. Uh, not that he's got much to aim at, it's true. But um, that would be a concern. Um, every international break we've gone into, we've gone in with five or six players that were saying, "Oh, we'll be all right after the international break," and that bothers me. Um, I don't think, uh, I mean, saying, well, it's better than it was last season it is a little bit like saying, well, you know, you, I, I, I'll give you the good news. We thought you broke both your arms and both your legs, but uh, one of your arms is all right. Um, you should call this the downcast, so, not the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, it, it, if you look at, the, the, I tweeted two teams when I saw the players he picked, and one was the one that finished up the 3-5-2, and also said, well, you could play the diamond with uh, with that team, um, but it, it, basically, it's not the formation. And some people are smart when I say this because I'm always banging on about you got fit fit the formation around the players that you've got. Um, but it doesn't matter what formation you play if if people can't control the ball, and we yeah. we've simply got players without a first touch. I mean, uh, Danny Gabadon was doing the summarising on Sky tonight, and he said, "Why does Chris Moran keep running into channels?" So yeah, he, I saw. I saw gonna, that somebody picked that up on he, the he's Twitter. Not gonna, he's not. He's not going to beat anybody for pace. So what's he no. doing out there? He should stay in the middle. Well, and that Boyman in It happened against yeah. Millwall. It's exactly the same thing. Do you remember, Ian, when we were well in the game? Yeah. You're playing the ball to to Martin in the channels, and it just stopped play. Because he, yeah. he had to look behind him because he couldn't take the ball past the defender at time after time after time. And it happened again tonight. Well in the game against the poor side, but mainly like world breaches in the end. Absolutely. Oh, they did. 
I mean, Ian, I've got to ask you a question. I mean, Masengo, he was alleged, well, not allegedly, Curtis Fleming said, he was rested because he runs 11 kilometres in a game. So for him to run that number of kilometres, he's a 20-year-old kid, yeah? Okay, he may be having an underlying injury. But you then look at Chris Martin, who's played all the time. Wouldn't it have been worth giving Chris Martin a rest and bring him on for half an hour? Why does he keep persisting with... This lineup, you know, because it's three players that unless they get the ball to them, Vyman, Martin and Wells, they're not going to, to use a Gary Johnson phrase, affect the game. You know, they're always, you know, they're, they're isolated up front. So I've know, got an you... idea. I've got Go an on. idea about that. Go on. Well, it's almost like we, we are where we were with Steve Cottrell uh, when he struggled in the, in the first season back in the championship and he played the same side week in, week out. Even we even had Simon Cox on loan that he didn't. I don't think he wanted that was forced yeah. upon him. He never brought the guy on. So he played. He flogged the same team week in week out, almost to say to Steve Lansdowne, "My players aren't good enough." Well, we know the players aren't good enough, but you're just making it a lot worse. Yeah. So you're checking the players yeah, under the bus. Yeah. Well, in, in in a manner of speaking, Ian, the I mean, is there an issue again with fitness levels? Because there's the odd rumbling on OTIB and some of the Twitter feed that they look quicker and sharper than we do. We keep getting these niggling injuries now that, you know, we got another international break, which is probably going to come uh, on the back of another defeat, which could make it five defeats in six. But, you know, what is, is there something wrong with the training surface up there that prompts these muscle injuries? Yeah, because they all seem to be of similar ilk, don't they? What's going on? You you finished? Yeah, go on. Right. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Cheeky fun. Here's the host, we've you just, know. We've just, we've just sacked two coaches. Sorry, they left by mutual consent. So we've just sacked two coaches, all right? Yeah. Now, I don't know what the coaches find to do up there because there was, at one point, seven coaches for the first team. Yeah. Seven. Now, what the – and some of them have got titles that I've never heard of. What's a utility coach? No idea, yeah. but apparently Khalifa's one. one they can't find room yeah. for. Well, hang on, Mark. It's just – I'll tell you what, the, the side that I, I just picked it up, the side that I said I'd play up there was in a 4-5-1. I left out Martin and Wells and put Vyman up front on his own to do like a Bobby Reed job but with, mm. with attacking threat wide. And I had Jan on the right because Semenyo's not fit and O'Dowd on the left. So you've got pace out wide. You've got some threat. There'll be some crosses. It's up to some of the midfield players to get in the box every now and then. But you've got, uh, a, a, if you will, a solid back four, which was uh, Pring, uh, Tanner and um, Callas. Baker's not fit. So I had Atkinson in, who's, a, who's another player that looks as though He's ready for a really good rest. Rob Atkinson, he's not been at his best the last few games. Um, no lack of effort. He just doesn't look that sharp. Yeah. But what's um, that got to do? And, Ian, sorry, I asked you about the fitness and you've gone off at a tangent there. What well, we're is not, we're, it about our players we, that we don't look sharp? Well, we don't not, look sharp. Um, if, if, you've, if you've got a smaller team, you can't play whoosh football, long ball football. And I think they've got the... Summarizer said tonight on Sky, the commentator said, uh, Bristol City and Birmingham have got uh, something like the least number of passes or the most long balls forward or something like that. It means we're playing direct. And as I've said previously, 
you can't play direct with midgets up front. Sorry and all that for all the heightists out there. Um, now, what's, what's wrong with the training? I don't know. And the, should I tell you something that really scares me? I don't what? think Nigel Pearson knows. No. I don't think worrying. he knows because there's, they're quoting too many outputs. Sorry, too many inputs. They're not quoting outputs. I'll give you an example. Um, the amount of running that players do in a game. They can tell you that off the top of their head almost. They're obsessed with it. Right? You can run around like a maniac for 90 minutes. Don't do the team any good. No, well, you're a busy fool, aren't you? You're a busy fool. Well, per- exactly. And, you know, Alex Scott, oh, he he, he ran more against uh, Forrest and he came off after 65 minutes than any other player on either side. Yeah. My view? So what? I'm more, more interested in the fact that he scored a goal and he missed a sitter. Yeah. Th- those are the things that, that win you games. Goals win games. Chances win games. Assists win games. Attacking play wins games. And all right, you've got to have the possession to launch it. But tonight, we had loads of the ball and yeah. didn't know what to do with it. Well, I think the stats and, and at half-time, could... yeah, I think the stats at half-time, we'd done about 330 passes and they'd done about 158. And as you say, we had 68, 62% possession. And we were just passing the ball to nowhere. That's the long and the short yeah, of it. Actually, Let's get it's into actually it. half that. It's actually half that, Dave, in, in both instances. We had about 138, Birmingham had 50. All oh, right, they so it was looked, that. Okay, it was even they, worse than in total they numbers. More yeah. like, they looked more like scoring all night than we did. Yeah, they I did. Mean, I could they did. Burn, they did. Have made a well, let's look at. Let's start. Let's start looking at some of the goal action. I mean, well, just general action. And on 13 minutes, I see Jada Silva. Chris Honor said on one of our podcasts, he needs to step up to the plate a little bit more. He ain't got the physicality as far as I'm concerned. He was turned inside out. And there was Graham beating him, crossing for uh, Deeney. That was on uh, 14 minutes. And somehow the ball went uh, wide. And then the... You, you, uh, you, the... Missed, you missed something, David. Go on. What was that? Well, in 12 minutes, it was a fantastic ball from uh, from James over at the top of the defence for Vyman. But he uh, he lobbed, he lobbed uh, Sarkic, but it went over the bar. Oh, dear, I missed something. <laughs> anyway, straight after, it was, wasn't a shot on target, straight after that uh, Deeney missed, Deeney was involved again. And there you got, as I said earlier, you know, a bloke who's probably three years older than Chris Martin, but running around like a spring chicken, lays the ball off to McGreal. It took that deflection off of uh, Callas, um, 1-0 to the home side. A cruel goal, Ian? Yeah, it went in off Callas, but a fair reflection on their early dominance or what? How did you see the goal in the early stages of the game? Uh, Dave, sorry, mate, your mic's breaking up again. Um, I um, No, I think, it's your, I think it's your hearing. No, it ain't. Mark can hear it as well. And, Mark, and I'm not saying No, I couldn't hear him breaking up, Ian. He's been okay. All right, okay. There we go. Anyway, let's uh, not right. worry about Sam. Sorry. First goal. First goal. Well, the first goal, uh, we lose the ball in midfield. We've got three players around it, and one of their players comes away with the ball because um, the players in midfield are physically and mentally weak. And then it, we played the uh, ball to a guy using, I'll be kind in, say, 10 yards of space. He advances a further two or three yards with the ball. No one goes to him to close him down. He shoots. Callas dangles his leg out. Don't ask me why. The ball hits his leg and sends Bentley the wrong way. Rotten defended. And and defending starts from the front and in midfield. But if you're... It's a bit like me going out and, and, and boxing um, Tyson Fury. 
you know, I could run around, I can try as hard as I like, but he's only going to have to catch me once and I'm, I'm going to be unconscious for about three months. So <laughs> that's where we are with our team. They cannot compete physically. They're weak. Well, the, the you know, first goal on a light, light is... Basis, look, at the, look at their centre-half. We're banging the ball forward in the air to Naki Wells, who's five foot six, against a bloke. It's a foot, I kid you not, a foot yeah. taller than he is. How's Mark that going to work? So we should play along yeah. the ground. How's that going to right? work? No, you're we're absolutely right. Yeah. Mark, your your thoughts on the the first goal? I mean, they'd had they threatened a couple of times beforehand, but uh, yeah, I mean, they had know, the it was cross cruel, from Graham. It was cruel. It was cruel because when you're yeah. down the bottom, as we are, you go one nil down, <laughs> your heads are going to drop, aren't they? Yeah. Well, they had the cross from 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 Graham, Jordan Graham, that, that went to went to uh, Gardner on the far post, and he he headed it past the near post. It was easier to score, but he headed it across the goal. But it was even worse the goal because it was just a simple header over the top from from uh, the right side of the halfway line, went over back in Sun and another player. Dean is backing into uh, Viner, or Viner's trying to mark him. He just flicks the ball around the corner to McCree, but McCree has got so much space. He just yeah. got this. He's got 10, 15 yards in front of him to run into. So he just takes a wild. It's not go. He takes a wild shot at it. I mean, we've done this before. I think we did that against Reading last season. I've seen this a few times where he tried to try to deflect the ball and it's gone past Bentley, but it was just shambolic defending. Just a simple header over the top, one pass, and he, you know, it's one nil. Where we were in, we were in the game. But I mean, as yeah, we, we go through the action, we'll see. Every well, time we took, a step I don't want to go into too much action. I don't want to go into too much action. I mean, I said to Dave Febs, uh, did he want to come on this evening? And he said he'd rather not. But he made the comment that we were in the game for an hour and before. Uh, Tanner's shot over, which was the last chance on the hour. They'd given a hint of what was to come because on 55 minutes, a friend, a player that we were interested in 10 years ago as a fullback, set up Deeney, who in turn laid it on to Hogan. That should have been 2-0 on uh, 55. And then four minutes after that, McGree, uh, you know, a good player, but not a great player, crossed the ball. Gardner uh, headed it over. But um the, 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 I'll call it the, the decisive goal because the second one usually is if it makes it 2-0. Um, t- take us through uh, that one, Ian. How did you see the second goal for uh, for Birmingham? I mean, Hogan, that's his fifth goal against us since he uh, left Villa or fifth goal in recent encounters. How did you see that second goal? Ian. Do you want me to have a go, David? Go on, Mark, you, have a, you have a go. No, he, that, that was the one with a goal kick, wasn't it? Yeah, where uh, yeah, Sarkic just, just belts it down the middle. Uh, Finder's marking Dini. He flicks it on uh, and it goes through Atkinson and Callas. And Hogan's just run. He's he's you know he's on his toes as soon as Dean is out of it. He knows he's he knows where the ball's going to go. But I don't think he was expecting it to be so easy. Steers it past Bentley into into the bottom right corner. Bentley's left. It was just too easy. But again, yeah. we're in the game and just a calamitous piece of defending. Yeah, what about I see a few people on uh, Twitter, or it might have been the forum. They were criticising because he seems to be somebody that people like his tackling, but they like to have a little snipe at him. That George Tanner was at fault there; he didn't cover himself in glory uh, after the ball had broken from the uh, the mistimed header. How did you uh, How did you view that? Well, I mean, our tracking back's pathetic as it is, but I think it made no difference if you've got two defenders 
uh, you know, two central defenders who allow the ball to slip through. I think you'll see that that Callas waves his leg at it. Is it is it uh, by by Sexton to go through to Hogan? It, it was just it was just a, a you know a, a series of errors from the goal kick. But you just don't let goals in like that back to, back to front. It's, you know, you do not want to see it again. It's a, it's horrendous, and that's that's what killed the game off. And City. Just on, honestly, they gave up, but they they, they just well, fell apart after that. They and it did. Seemed that bit, only a matter of how many Birmingham score for the third goal in that bit after the uh, after the. Let me let Ian back in into the room. That uh, third goal proceeded between the second and third goals. City looked; they had that look about them that they had um, against Barnsley after Barnsley scored, where they were just all at sea. There was nothing there, you know, no leader. On the pitch, you know, we got a, a, a an international defender that doesn't want to be captain. We got a goalkeeper that most people on here would agree that goalkeepers can't be captain. And it was Bentley who woofed the ball upfield. Gardner picked up the loose ball, fed Graham, and I couldn't believe it because I took a note of the numbers. It was Gardner that got on the end of uh, Graham's cross. It was a good, it was a good, it was a good goal from them. But we contributed to our own downfall, didn't we? In for the third, assuming you're back in the room. I am back in the room. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you perfectly. We can. Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> right. Good. Third um, goal, Ian. Yeah, Third it, was goal. A, it was an awful goal. Uh, Bentley, I think it was, lashed the ball forward. Yeah. Uh, it only went as far as midfield. And uh, Gardner brought it down on his chest. Uh, Masengo and Backinson were so close together they could have held hands. He ran through <laughs> both of them. No, Not one attempt to at tackle. He then ran forward, played the ball wide, ran into the box and headed the ball in in two yards of space when we had three or four defenders in the box. And That's right, because uh, Viner didn't close him down, did he? Because he just literally no, was about no, two Viner yards in front of him. Yeah. Look, the, the problem is with our defenders, and I've noticed it's not just ours, a lot of sides do it, is they don't mark people on, on pullback crosses. They go and try and protect the goal. And it's, it's, it's bad coaching, in my opinion, because an area isn't going to... Uh, lining up on the six-yard box, all you're going to do, like we did for the goal on Saturday, is unsight the keeper. Um, yeah. so, so is that like zone get play? Close. I mean, you're going to attack the player yeah. who goes for the ball, I don't, like I, from a corner? I, well, well, I don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, you don't defend like that. Because if you go on the goal line, I mean, if you look at their, their goal on Saturday, Barnes's goal, when the lad ran past James and sh- shrugged him off like he wasn't there... And mm-hmm. he pulled the, that was Cole, and it pulled the ball back to Leia. Um, yeah, our yeah, Callas and somebody else were more or less led on the six yard box. Yeah, they were nobody tracking him go back, in, they were just sitting there, weren't they? No, don't, don't go and stand in front of him. Mm. They didn't do it when when Boyman scored the second goal. You watch their defend, it's just the same. I, I know what I do, I'll stand in front of the goalkeeper, then I might block the shot. Well, mm. let the goalkeeper block the shot, you go and stop the bloke from shooting then he won't need to block the shot. So it's the, the basics. We've got all the basics are wrong. Simple stuff. Control the ball. I mean, the amount of times Chris Martin tonight passed the ball back to our central defenders and opened yes. it was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Link well, he up, almost cost us possession. He almost cost us possession. I know it's past now, but in the last 30 seconds or the last minute against Barnsley, Three times he gave possession away with laybacks and what have you. I said, "What the hell are you doing, Martin?" In that because he's got no, he's got he cannot get past the final defender. He just hasn't got the pace to do it. 
But he's got no so holding he, he, ability. But we've done we've done all this to death, guys, haven't we? We were saying the same thing. You know, this is the biggest audience we've had since uh, uh, the live audience we've had since the, well, since the start of this season, and probably since uh, Holden got sacked. And you know, you just don't know what the answer is. And I said it. I said at the beginning of the show, you look at a team like Luton, yeah. And you look at, take the top three. The top three are all the parachute payment clubs. You look at the next seven clubs after them and probably more. They haven't got the resources that we've got in every level, yet they're all doing better than us. And I put on OTIB, right? This light went out in Bristol City and for a lot of fans on December the 29th, 2017. There's been a few flickers since, right? But why, oh, why, oh, why? This is like the time under Johnson when we got worse and worse and worse and ended up getting relegated under Sod, yeah? And I'd be interested to see how Pearson's record compares with him. What is it, Ian, you've said about the coaching, we've said is the training surface wrong. What is it that is so bad about us? Okay, we're in championship, but what what can we do? What is the, well, Ian, first, what, how do we solve this problem? Because we are in a crisis now. Ain't going to get any better on Saturday because he's going to play yeah, you, um, insane. Well, I, I campaigned for Nigel Pearson to get the job before Lee Johnson did. Yeah. So I'll yeah. put my hands up and say, looks like I was wrong on him. Um, all he's achieved, and, and I mean, there are some people on the Bristol City Forum, a.k.a. Ciderheads, uh, that have been saying the same for a long time. So I know it's not just me and a lot of the people we met at the uh, Senior Reds dinner were saying the same thing and started to ask lots of questions about him. Um, so I, I think that's where we need to start. Uh, then it's down to Steve Lansdowne to say, well, are you going to uh, support this guy with with money? Because if you've given the bloke a three-year contract, I did say at the time I thought that was wrong. Uh, but I think Steve Lansdowne had painted himself into a corner and it was... Pearson or nobody. Um, you've given this guy the job, the job, and you said, "Well, we'll let you build." But it's all very well having a three-year plan. But if we get relegated in this season or next season, the three-year plan goes right up the pictures. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the playing surfaces. I think many clubs, to some of the ones you mentioned, Luton, Blackpool, etc., have got. Far, 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 far worse facilities than we have. Perhaps that's a problem. Perhaps we've got a bit soft, a bit corporate, and a bit mamby pamby. But um, isn't that what isn't that but, what people have said? Isn't that a, a criticism that's often levelled at the club? That it's you know it's a it's a it's a comfort zone for people. They're they're in good wedge. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something that a, a, an ex Bristol City manager said to me once. Um, he said, uh, I said, what do people outside Bristol say about Bristol City? And he said, uh, they all said the same before I came here. Um, it's a nice place to live and they'll do the money. Yeah. That's it. I mean, someone's just said on here, uh, red bread, uh, relegation is a financial disaster for the club. Yeah, it would be because it would cost us at least seven million a season in TV money. And we have the, the club itself. It's skin. So don't run away with the fact that oh, we got all this money. We haven't. It's the club's skin. It's just Steve Lansdowne keeping it going. Um, 
So whether you'll, you'll want to get rid of a, I mean, a question to, that might be a good one to ask. I can tell you what I'd do about it for Saturday, but a question that might be a good one to ask is how bad does it have to get before Steve Lansdowne fires Nigel Pearson? Well, because don't forget, it's not, it's not just Pearson. You've got Fleming, who's got to go. Um, Rennie might clear off, you don't know, because he's Nigel's guy. So yeah. where'd you go? I mean, as I say... What do you think? What do you I, think? Just, what do you think? We're, we're come on to... Yeah, because this is what the conversation is going to be about the rest of it. You know, how do we get out of this? I mean, yeah, because nothing can happen until the transfer window. Mark, what's your view? Why, why, why are we where we are? Forget the transfers and all the messes that Ashton made. You know, we're not here to slag them off. We've done enough of that over uh, recent months. But, you know, we've brought in an experienced manager who's a defender. He's had no effect at all. And if you look at the games that we've won, it's not wishing to take anything away from them, but they've not been convincing performances. And classic amount of that was against Barnsley, because if we'd have lost that 4-2, that wouldn't have been an unfair reflection on their overall play. So, Mark, what do you think? You've been a Bristol City fan for 40 years, right? This is... You know, we're in the championship, which we should be thankful for. But, you know, this we're at a crisis point, I think, right now. Well, we don't we don't seem to learn anything, even since we we really cast all our chips in. You know, when banked on Nigel Pearson, the fitness is still an issue. The players don't, you know, that we're still carrying those soft tissue injuries, and the players don't look fit enough to, you know, to press teams. Or, or at least, you know, show some energy it, towards the end of games that will dig us out of a hole. That's one problem. And we seem to have continued the, 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 the poor recruitment. I mean, the signings of, uh, of Andy King and Danny Simpson were, were poor, really. You know, ex-Leicester players, good, good, good ads in, in the dressing room. It doesn't really cut it. There's, they, they'd be on good wages as well. And, and Danny Simpson just isn't cut out for championship football. Well, no, Matt he's not. James, he's finished, yeah. Look at how it's many games okay. Matty James, but how many games has he played in the last three seasons? Yeah, so I think he made wasted, about twenty-two yeah. appearances last season, and that was it. So we wasted we wasted money on 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 those two players that could have been invested elsewhere. We're short of a, of a decent striker. I know we've gone on about it, but we didn't replace Dizzy. We couldn't have spent the same amount of money that we that to recruit him five five point three million. We'd have to have picked up a bargain basement player, but we haven't even done that. So we continue to play Chris Martin. And and we're we're playing balls balls into channels for him, or he looks like he's got concrete boots. So the whole thing is just a mess. So the mess that uh, that that uh, that Pearson inherited from Holden is just being carried on. It, it should have been the, the thing that he could have done is recruited well, and it says a lot about the cluelessness of it. Is if you you know you two nil down on eighty on sixty seven minutes, no changes were made until we were three nil down. So that's yeah. like the manager said, I haven't got a clue how to change this. I'm giving yeah. up. I'm not even going to bother putting any substitutes on. The game's well, gone. Are you telling me? I'm, I'm are you bothered. telling me? Are you telling me? I mean, Scott did come on in the end, but are you telling me that Benarus would have been any less effective than Naki Wells was tonight at that stage? I mean, Ian, let me put put that to you. I mean, I thought Benarus did okay on Saturday. A lot of people said he got knocked off the ball, which he did. But, you know, you've got to give these players a run out. But uh, tonight, you know, Benarus, he could have come on. Once the game was lost, you might as well give the youngsters a run out. 
to, you know, it's not going to get any worse because Wells wasn't offering anything defensively, was he? Nor do you expect him to. Well, if if you're relying on Naki Wells to win Edwards and defend, then you've never seen him play. In fact, you've yeah. never seen him. Yeah. So um, I, I looked at Pearson tonight. He sat next to the fellow with the glasses um, up in one the, of the analysts, box. isn't it? He's one of the analysts. Yeah, it is a lead analyst or whoever it is. They got that many down there, um, and they can't see the bleeding obvious. They've got a bunch of analysts who who, who give you all the um, input figures, but they don't seem to look at the output. That is yeah. the sixth game tonight where we've had two shots on target or less. Yeah. How, how are you going to score any goals? Before tonight, no, Birmingham has scored five, five goals at home and conceded yeah. 10. Yeah. So um, what 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 was, what was should he have done? First of all, he needs to, to get down on the touchline. And, and I've been one to say, well, I don't really mind where he is, but actually now I do. Because it seems like he lost a bit of interest tonight, if, if I'm being honest. Well, he could have gone down. Um, You'd have expected. Do you think of any other Bristol City manager that watched the game from the box? And there have been some. It's like he's waving game. the white flag, David. Right? That's, but that's, to me, he should that's, have that's gone awful. down. It's his team. He put it out there. He should have gone out there and been shouting or something from the sideline. And as people say, when he's interviewed, he's almost got that sort of, huh, well, huh, it is. he just has that little smirk on, on his face that, is he serious about it? You know, I'm, I'm sure he is. But, you know, some people think we talk shit and we're doom mongers on here. But I don't think anybody who's listening at the moment is fundamentally disagreeing with what we're saying. I'm going to read some of the comments off uh, off of uh, the text. There's absolutely loads. We've never had this many. Uh, some people, it's just not their real name. It's just codes. But Egva, nowhere will I get rid. will cost too much. And who do you get in that will get something from this squad? It, can always, it can't always be the manager. The player's got no guts. Really? Andy Vyman? I'm, I get criticised for criticising Vyman, but, you know, you can't say he's not got guts. Have Luton and Blackpool got a high performance centre? Probably not. Luton probably playing a car park and Blackpool play down on the beach. Redbread. That was Mark M. Garland. Redbread, he said, relegation is a financial disaster for the club. Well, Ian said that as well. Taunton Red. Problem is we sold our good players and can't replace them with the same quality because we don't have the money. Uh, the last lot of good players we sold, Webster, that was, you're not going to stand in the way of somebody going from 10 grand, 15 grand a week to 60. And Flint, Reed, and Bobby Reed, and Brian, Ryan, they all wanted to go, right? So you can't stand in the way of players uh, who want to leave the club. Um, I say so many messages here. If managers go down to the dugout, this is M. Garland, UK. When we're behind, then why do it in the first place? Do your job. Yeah, would anyone be surprised if we didn't go down this season? We're looking below everyone else at the moment. East Hope 29 said that. Yes, there's 10, 10 points between us and relegation. Steve has said, doesn't seem to have an idea what to do. And I'm surprised. I think that's what we're saying. Mendip City said, Dave, me, I agree. He said, Mendip City agree with me. I'm not sure Pearson's heart is in it. Um, is he, Mark, is he suffering because he hasn't got Craig Shakespeare alongside him? He's almost got that little boy lost aura building up that Steve Coppel had, yeah, when he wasn't allowed to bring uh, Nicky Hammond for his off-the-field stuff and Wally Downs. You know, is Pearson less effective with Craig Shakespeare? 
and I see Villa I lost William, the other day. I and William thinking, Shakespeare, William, well, William Shakespeare, Shakespeare wouldn't have done anything. Actually, like well, it. If, he could, <laughs> if he could bring him in, but you know, Craig Shakespeare is he is he what makes is he what makes Nigel Pearson tick? And if Villa carry on, they've lost four in a row, and he gets booted, or Dean Smith does. Might Craig Shakespeare pop up and fill a so-called open coaching vacancy? But Pearson's record since the Halcyon days of Leicester is shit. His win record. Yeah, I think we've have we only won seven games under him. Seven is it? Yeah. yeah. If you, uh, yeah or eight if you count. If you only, it's eight if you if you if you're generous with the Middlesbrough game and he and he, he wasn't really the manager. No, it's, then, was Mark, he? It's, yeah. it's it's seven with the Middlesbrough yeah. game and when Chris Hewton was sacked at Forest and you look at the job Steve Cooper's gone since he's went in there. Although you know what he'll do when his looks go, I I don't know, but. Um, Chris Hewton's record, his win rate was ten percent better than Pearson's. Now, uh, sorry, before we beat um, Barnsley, no, seven is seven without Middlesbrough because we beat Swansea and Birmingham uh, away under Pearson, and we won five this mm-hmm. season. So it's seven, eight if you include Middlesbrough last season. But you can take take that right, off okay. now, the way I feel. But it's, yeah, it, sorry, it was like it was seven. seven before we beat Barnsley. So you're right, it's eight. Yeah. If you, like I said, if you're generous, but it's like he's he's saying, well, I know the players aren't good enough. You, the fans, know the players aren't good enough. What do you expect me to do about it? But it's, you know, if the manager just just sits there and does nothing for what? 14 minutes, when his <laughs> where his team are basically given up the ghost, that is bad. Yeah, that no, is, there's some, that, there's some more comments on it. Cook has said, I know, I said a couple of podcasts ago, but once again, we need some effing pace up front. Tomo said, and I think he's picked this off the uh, post match interview, which maybe has gone up now. Pearson says he will not accept performances like tonight in so many words. Well, yes, again. Pearson, but yeah, <laughs> Taunton Red, Taunton Red said, yes, Pearson looks totally disinterested, agreeing with us. VVS 85. Um, he said, Pearson, not the committed manager he once was. He was more into life balance these days and only giving us limited dedication. I think one of the things Pearson said, and it might have been in that Q&A that was an invited audience last week, was that he likes being by himself and thinking a lot. You know, and He's going to have a lot of time if he carries well, on. No, he's, he's more into life balance and only giving us limited dedication. Matthew Pickles, who's come on here a couple of times, and Matthew, you're always welcome uh, to come on because we've always got a spare slot. Um, he said there should be crisis talks after this. It can't be carrying on as it is, and I think that's what we're saying. Um, somebody else said Pearson doesn't coach. He doesn't get heavily involved in recruitment. He just no, seems to want no, to be no, a psychologist. That was a little bit. That was a little bit like um, Steve Coppel was in the latter days at Reading. You know, he appeared on match days. Alex Jendel said exactly. He's got a third strain of COVID, copolitis. He's agreed with me there. <laughs> Tom Red good. said, maybe he's not fully over COVID. He's grasping at straws. Yeah, absolutely. Tomo, it's not about how Nigel Pearson ticks. He has a shit team. Do we think we could get more out of these players? Not promotion, top 12. Mid-table, we'd buy that now. Uh, Loud Lisa said, do you think his man management is any good? Lanzette said three weeks ago, the dressing room was good. He's not going to say anything else, is he? Steve has said on here, no. lots of veiled threats from Pearson, but his on-the-bus comments remind me and makes me shudder of Lee Johnson's post-matches, uh, post-match summaries. And do you know what? The only respite that I was getting this evening was looking on the Sunderland Forum and seeing uh, little Lee, now four defeat or three defeats in a row in a league, and now oh. calling for his head. They are saying, we Can were we... all right. Anyway, I've had well, my rant. What... 
There we go. That's got a load that's, of stuff yeah, on. That's got, so I can't that's, host. That's, I have an opinion got, as well, you see. So, you know. It's always something yeah, that's, 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 got nothing to, that's got nothing to do with Lee Johnson, has it? You're, you're no. fixated with the bloke. Just I know. He's, he's nothing to do with us. Not anymore. Right. No, not Nigel, anymore. Do you want to hear a quote from Nigel Pearson? Go on. I, Go on. I thought we lacked the quality required in both boxes tonight. True. We knew what to expect from Hogan and Deeney, but didn't deal with it well enough. We allowed ourselves to be pushed around a bit tonight. And then someone's uh, put underneath as a comment. Well, they could probably hear you shouting from the upper stand. Um, here's another one. Uh, this is off Twitter from Bristol Dell Boy. Uh, Bristol City, simply dreadful, truly awful display, lack of creativity. We can't defend and cannot do the simple basics. No pace, no whip, no goal threat as well as getting bullied. We are going backwards fast, not one for overreacting, but maybe it's time for a change. So I think it would be fair to say that the natives are restless and the fan base, instead of being, I'd say, 10, possibly 12% saying that Pearson was a dinosaur and and it wasn't working out, I think that number's probably closer to 35 now and growing. And another, I, I'll give you, a, yeah. I'll give Nigel Pearson a quote, tweaking something that Basil Fawlty once said. Next contestant on Mastermind, Nigel Pearson, specialised subject: the bleeding obvious. I mean, it's, I mean, you hear this every well, year, said, this every week. <clears throat> yeah, we're saying the same thing, Ian. You've said and you've quoted the Einstein saying that goes: if you keep doing the same thing and it's not working, it ain't going to work, is it? Yeah, or worse to that effect, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what he, what he said was: if you uh, if you you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, is the first sign of madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's, tr- it's true. You know, you if you always do another business saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I find this when I'm doing change projects. People say, oh, yeah, we want change. We want change. Right, okay. Well, we're going to do this. We're going to change that. Oh, no, 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 you can't. Oh, Christ, don't say anything about Trevor. He's been with us 15 years. Yeah, but he's yeah. bastard useless. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, but you know, Ian, you can't do that. Well, all right, then don't change anything and you'll go bust because you may have noticed, but you haven't got any money in the bank. Um, yeah. and, and that's the problem with, with City. You've got to think, we've got a problem now. Now, are you going to solve that problem with the thinking that created it? And we've got a very high opinion is, of ourselves, Ian, haven't we? Well, I don't think we have. I certainly haven't got an opinion of Bristol no, City. No, no, the I club have. has got a hypothenian of itself when you when you take things like the high-performance sensor. You know, we, well, we not, think we're such a great thing, club and things would come easy sometimes. No, the, um, uh, the Nigel Pearson, Pearson said that he was not going to call it um, the name I'll never use. He was still calling it the training ground training until ground. It, it was a high-performance centre. And I agree with him on that um, because at the moment it comes back to this too comfortable, manby pamby corporate. Uh, watch out! That's my cufflinks you've got there. Um, type of place, and I think there's a lot of people down there could do with a wake up call. But who else are we talking and, about? And, needs the wake up. Who who are these people? It's like when you work for if you run your own company. The good thing about doing that there is no they. Right. When you work for a business, yeah, with lots of employees or an entity, you always say they there's too many, they've got it too soft and cushy down there. So who who right, who's got the heart in that 
squad, and that's with everybody fit, who has got the heart for a relegation battle? And on paper, a fully fit squad, you know, with Baker and Williams and what have you, and I don't include Andy King because I think he's too old, but that squad on paper is too good to go down, right? So, Oh, who... no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, say that, David. That's what Gregor. No, I'm picking United. up. Listen, I'm picking up on what Gregor said here. Gregor's tweeted this. He said, in his in his, uh, his capacity as a freelancer, he said, "Dreadful second half." That reminded me of a late 16-17 performances. That's when the goals of Tammy Abraham kept us up, and we uh, I saw us get absolutely. It wasn't only about two or three nil gubbed at Brentford with a shit show performance that was <laughs> tonight was worse and then they lost to Preston 5-0 and he said hopefully Saturday might be a turning point he means he hoped Saturday sorry last Saturday would be a turning point but really does like like a long old season ahead definitely enough there to stay up sorry he's put question mark and then says probably that's, that's when, that's when Johnson said question. yeah yeah Johnson said, yeah. I need to pick players I can trust then, didn't he? That's what he did after that Preston game. And we came back. But then you think we keep changing that we we keep changing the personnel, but the results results are the same. It just seems to be a lack of courage. I mean, you're talking about players who were up for the fight, Backinson, uh, sorry, Backinson, um, Atkinson, Callas, Joe Williams. When will we ever see him again? Uh, Bent is a good goalkeeper, though we, we, we give him a lot, a lot to do. There are certainly players with enough, with enough fight there. But it's the others, and if you've got defensive lapses like we got, if you're as, if you're as concentration as poor as we have, it won't make a jot of difference. We will, we, we you know, we'll always give up a goal or two because yeah. you know the amount yeah, of space. I, I don't it think. Seems. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we're in a place now where the people that have got the opportunity to change it and do something about it, uh, don't know what to do. That's what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm seeing people that do know, don't know what they do. And, and they're, they're starting to do that thing of saying the thing, same thing over and over and over again. And people are picking up on it on social media already. Um, tweet in front of me, uh, Nigel Pearson's post-match reaction, all, all too uninspiring. Same old, same old. Getting bored of it now. Yeah, and that's what that's what that's what said. That's what happened with Sod, wasn't it? Because Sod came in. Everybody, the clamour to have Sean O'Driscoll as manager was probably on a par with when uh, Pearson came in. You know, like let's get somebody who's experienced. Look at what Sean O'Driscoll has done. And then he came in, and you know, so say he did sort a load of stuff out behind the scenes. But God, his interviews were getting depressingly predictable. And then he turned right. And nobody, no journalist, now that Gregor's gone, I mean, he got put in his place by, uh, uh, by, by Pearson. No journalist, you know, you don't hear Richard Latham or any of these, are saying, Nigel, isn't it about time you, you, sorted, the, you sorted this out? I mean, I'll read a few of the other comments on here. Steve said, he picks Viner at centre-back and then surprised he gets bullied. Jesus wept. Like Lisa said, he can't blame anything but himself tonight. He leads the players. You have a point. Beeler, we do have some good players. We now need a good system. Please sort the midfield out. We don't back the forwards up and don't support the defence. Matthew Pickle says, we aren't going to get a result on Saturday. That's a given. It could be a slaughter. I think 
guys, Coventry lost at home tonight, didn't they? Is that right? Did they lose? Yeah, Swansea, against Swansea. Against Swansea, where yeah, Patterson Swansea scored a great one, But I don't, I don't, all these people, people go on about me going on about Lee Johnson. Everybody's saying, yeah, we should never let Patterson go. You know, he was, so say, one of the bags eggs in the dressing room, according to some sources. We're not there. We don't know. It's always speculation. Ian and Mark, let's look forward to Saturday if we can. Do we right? have to? Because this has been, well, this has been, it has been a shit show tonight against a, Shit team, right? Barnsley were better than uh, Birmingham. Yeah, just just watching it. Yeah. You know, Barnsley had a good enterprising style. I said on Saturday that we've almost got to go a four. I did the back four. I went four four one one. Right, we got to stop Coventry scoring. Right, we don't think any of the injured players going to be back. So, Ian, you first, because you like your formations. We've got damage limitations Saturday, haven't we? Going to a side that are going to be looking to bounce back from a home defeat and re-enter the playoff zone. So, what would you pick on Saturday, assuming Matty James is injured, yeah, and yeah. nobody is available that wasn't available tonight? So, how do we line up against right. the Sky Blues, Ian? I'd go uh, Bentley in goal, back forward, Tanner, Callas, Atkinson, Pring. Midfield from uh, right to left, uh, Jana, Backinson, Viner, Masengo, Odada, and Viner up front on his own doing the Bobby Reid thing. But we'd have to, with that team, we would have to play football and pass the ball forward. We cannot, cannot, cannot lump it. Yeah. The, the other alternative is, is you leave Jana out. Um, and you you play. Um, well, you play Viner. Right. Well, no, you I play Viner. Viner's already in there, Dave. You can't play twice. Sorry, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he, sorry, he's in the midfield. Yeah. Yes. yes. Midfield. So you had four. You got, okay, so you had you had. You, four, five, I was writing one. it down. Yeah, you had O'Dowda you, you on the left. Yeah. Yeah, and and you've got Pring and O'Dowda raiding down the left, and hopefully, yeah, uh, Pring won't get isolated uh, as. And because we won't surrender the wide areas. That's what we do tactically, and it's inept. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to play Janna, who I thought did really well at Forest Green, scored two goals, and we haven't heard of him since. Uh, he did play for the reserves last week. Um, I would uh, put, you could put O'Dowd on the right, where he can play, and put um, young Scott on, on the left, because out of the two wide positions, he can do the, the stepper in, Mm. on the left-hand side. But yeah. it'd be up to them to play the football, um, get in the hole to receive the ball, get the defence to try and pinch a goal, and then hang on for dear life. And on the yeah. bench, I would 100% have Lewis Britton on the bench. Yeah, and, and I think it's shameful for our club, for the manager, to say about the young lad, he's not fit enough. If, yeah. if, if he's not fit enough to do 20 minutes, and I know there's a massive difference between under-23 football... It showed that with Eamon Belarus because the kid did get knocked all over the place. I'm not saying he yes, did cry, just not that big. Yeah, and he's he's only what is he 18? Mm, mm. You know, yeah. so you know, I wouldn't want to play against some of these those big area ass blokes when I was 18. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, but th that's what you could do. But that's what you line up. Pack, that's, yeah, yeah. We, we need to pack the midfield. It's it, and then you can stick your attacking players on the bench if after. 65, 70 minutes, you're a goal down. Then you, you know, you pull off, <laughs> take off, sorry, Zach Viner, and yeah. you, you bring um, Britain on. 
play up front, play next. So that was your midfield. Then. That was your midfield five. You were going Jana, Backinson, Masengo, Viner, Odauda. I think you've yeah. got. I mean, you've almost got. I think you've got two wide men there. I'd leave out Jana, yeah. like you said, and pay Scott. And if Odauda's playing white, then wide left or right. But you've then got, and I agree because he did score a couple of good goals at the weekend, running through, which we don't, we've never often seen Vyman running through the middle in enough games. You rarely see him score a goal at home. But um, you're almost going back to that 4 4 1 1 with um, Scott playing in the hole. Mark, I mean, that's almost exactly the lineup um, now that Ian said about. Janna's the one maybe to leave out. You have him on the bench, obviously. But uh, would you agree with that lineup? And it would leave, at least give us a fighting chance at um, the Rico Arena, or whatever it's called these days. Um, oh God, I've forgotten what it's called now. Um, what's yeah. playing it? Um, I, I, I'd be a bit different. Um, I play the same back four: uh, Tanner, Callas, Atkinson, and Pring, uh, giving us a physical presence. Left to right in the midfield, I'd play O'Dowda, Backinson. Um, Viner, Backinson and Viner in the middle with Masengo on the right, you can tuck in. And I play uh, Casey Palmer uh, behind Naki Wells to encourage us to play the ball on the floor. So you're leaving, uh, out, you're leaving, out, you're leaving out Viman and yeah. Martin, yeah? And you're going for Casey Palmer and Wells as a, in, a, in effectively a 4-4-1-1, yeah? Yeah, it is a four four one one. The best the best place for Casey Palmer is as far forward as possible, and I think he can, you know, he can he he can he, he's a player who can get ahead of the ball as well. But you don't want to play him as a as a holding midfield player because as soon as he puts his foot on the ball in the centre midfield, he'll get he loses it. Their well, he commits everybody forward, it. and then yeah, and that was a trade. Well, I remember the game against last season. The, the game against Birmingham last season, he was terrific. Um, is is you know is is the one, and he he scored a goal and and. Yeah, I know he's a flash-in-the-pan player, but what else have we got to try? We're trying everything else. Why not give him a try? Yeah, no, that's uh, true. I mean, Steve has said on here, and he's not wrong, um, Pearson is the only senior football figure at the club. And I think he's 100% right there because whatever we said about uh, Ashton and his faults and what have you, he was a uh, he was a football person. Um as somebody said, Egver again said, "We'll be Classic City to get a result there out of nothing." Uh, somebody said, "As long as you aren't expect, they'll go for a bit." Four years ago today, LJ, we've just lost three of our last twenty-five games. We've got great spirit, unity, and work ethic. Oh, how it all went wrong! Yeah, Lisa said that, and that's what we've been saying now. It is four years ago since the halcyon days of cup success, top six, top four placing, and everybody quite happy uh, with. Uh, with, with, with how things were going at the club. Um, Steve, Steve said we have a non-football CEO. I think Richard Gould is a good choice as CEO because I think it needed somebody like that. But Junior lands down choosing new tiles for his new infinity pool out in Barbados. Uh, Taser said our squad when we went down was better than this shit. be interesting to do that comparison. Ian's agreed. M. Garland UK has said stupid question. Steve has said we're in a corner. Well, talking about corners... Naughty corners. Um, Ian, Mark mentioned uh, Palmer coming back in. Yeah. Um, that ain't going to happen, it's is been, it? It's been, it's been backed by all the messages, backed into a, into a side street. Yeah. yeah. Ian, um, Palmer ain't going to get well, a look no, in, is he? 
I, and let's be honest, Pearson is, what was he, the third or fourth manager who's thought, yeah, I got a player here, and then thought, no, I haven't. If you look at, um, if you'd have told the Birmingham fans after the way we played up there last season, when we beat them 3-0, and Palmer was brilliant. If you'd have told him, oh, yeah, he's still here, but we, we can't get in the squad tonight. Blimey, you must have a good team. Um, but you see him on another day and you think, this bloke actually played football before. Or he goes missing. And he's, if you look at all the clubs he's been to, no one has been able to get a consistent tune out of him. No. Now, perhaps that's because they've tried playing him wide um, and not not as a 10. I think if Pearson's going to play a 10, he'll play Scott Reviman there. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I don't see, I mean, some people said, well, we should have sold him and not Patterson, but... Patterson was out of contract. He was injured for most of last season. Yeah. And he has had his problems with injuries since he's been here. Swansea yeah. manager's raving about him, reckons he's like Ronaldo. Now, <laughs> okay, good luck to the bloke. And and if you look at, you talk about managers, I mean, look at the stick that kid was getting because he wanted to play football and he wanted to pass it. Who was that, eh? And all the rest. Uh, Russell Martin, the manager oh, yeah. of Swansea. Yeah, yeah. And, and look at them now. Because he's got a way of playing the philosophy, and he stuck he's to it. He's got an identity. Say, oh, he's got. Well, yeah, have done that. They, they've, they've stuck with their identity. Canvas managers. They have an identity, and how many yeah, times we don't. have we said we don't? We don't have an identity that you'd expect us to have. Having a manager of Pearson's experience here, so it comes down to the key question somebody's put on here: How far are we off from? Oh, Pearson having his O'Driscoll stupid question moment. Who's going to call him out amongst the local pack of journalists? Yeah, because they're advertising well, them for, for uh, uh, Bristol Live, aren't they, now that Gregor's gone? Yeah. But, you know, he's getting an easy touch, isn't it? Pravda, nobody asks him the hard questions on the on, on Bristol City uh, news feed, do they? Yeah. So, well, they're not going to, Dave, because they're going to no. get the sack. Yeah. You, you can't expect the likes of Toby Osborne, uh, Dave Barton, who's a commun- communications and media pro, um, to ask a question that he knows he's going to get fired for asking. Um, and he's got this thing about him, which, yeah, I, I've worked with people like that. You know, I, I, I say what I like and I like what I say and all the rest of it. And I, I don't think he put Gregor in his place. I don't. I think he made himself look the twat because... It's Gregor's job to ask, or was Gregor's job, to ask questions that the fans were asking. And the fans don't get an opportunity to ask. Yeah. Because there'll be no, a hand-picked well, few. Yeah, which, is, which is what happened last week. I had the chance to go last week, but I had a better offer to do something else. And, you know, it was it was pre-written questions. But in fairness, he did take questions afterwards. But people are frightened to ask. Right, I know you'd ask him if you were there, right? And he'd turn yeah. his back on you. I mean, Steve on here has said Hoskins on Radio Bristol is a joke interview, you know, and he said trembling, scared to ask a question. You know, I expect even Steve Lansdowne is, uh, or can you imagine? Can you imagine Junior Lansdowne going in, calling Nigel and saying, "Nigel, can can you come in for a chat? I just I just want to see where you think we're going to get our next three points." He's, he's, he's going to say. Oh, I'm too busy dancing with wolves or something like that, isn't he? And 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 John will say, <laughs> "Okay, okay, come Must back, come back, come back when you come, come back, you know, come back uh, when it's when it's match day, and we'll have a little chat before that." No, I'll be too busy. 
I'll be too busy. It is. We are too. And if we do bin him off, we're going to be. Oh, Bristol City didn't know what they had with uh, Nigel Pearson, a Derby County friend of mine. He said you'll be sorry, and I said no. Players got him out up there. If you read between the lines, but I'll probably give him a call tomorrow, and he'll probably call me before I do that and say, "Told you so," because he's looking very much uh, like. Uh, very much like that. You know, Mendip City said Gregor did a good job. Yes, he did. It'd be interesting to see where Gregor uh, pops up going forward, I would say. But, um, you know, no, it's not It's not easy. So, look, we got the international break coming up. There ain't going to be any signings. We might get a few players back from fitness, yeah? We then got another three games in eight days, which is the two home games, which is, um, uh, who is it at home? Blackburn, Blackburn and Stoke. <laughs> Blackburn and Stoke. And then who is it and then away? Sheffield United, Sheffield United on Sunday, the twenty eighth. Oh, I mean, and while we're next, while we're on the next... subject of parachute payments, Sheffield United, yep. everybody. Yeah, that's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, with an um, experienced with an experienced manager, Jovanovic. Yeah, with an experienced I mean, manager. You know, there's some people. Uh, I think Lisa was one that said, "Well, you know, I'm surprised." Uh, uh, we should get Chris Wilder, but Chris Wilder is still getting paid by Sheffield United, and he was on four million quid a year. So he ain't coming here anytime soon unless he, he wants, he, he's not worried about money and he, he really wants a job because I think if anybody did get get a tune out of Bristol City with everything that's around it, it would be absolutely fantastic. But um, I, I honestly, I hope he does. Uh, we all do. We all hope that Nigel Pearson gets it right. I hope we go to Coventry and win 3-0 and it's a much better performance and we keep the same yeah. team and we do well against Blackburn and Stoke. That's what we need, yeah. Um, but I'm not seeing anything that makes me think we even might. I'm honestly not seeing anything. And it's because of this, the stupidity of some of the things we do, mm. lashing the ball forward in the air to small forwards, not but getting the ball the in the channel. That's the play, that's the play, you know, that, you know, the, the players are lashing it forward. So the manager would say, should say, don't do it. Why doesn't he say to Bentley? Because you can remember in that season 2017, we actually used to roll the ball out to the centre halves, didn't we? You know, we didn't just leg it, you know, just kick it as far forward as we can, did we? You know, we had we seemed to have some purpose. We had Adam Webster. Yeah. Who's and Big we difference. got a poor man's we got a poor man's Not, Adam we didn't have into eighteen nineteen. We didn't have into eighteen nineteen. We yeah, only right. had Adam Webster for one season. Yeah, you're right. Mark, you're 100% right there. Because yeah, Webster replaced How many games have we played now, guys? How many games is it now? Is it 15, seven, 16. Is it 16? 16. 16. 16. So we've got yeah, 19, eight, 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 from, 19 from 16. Yeah? 19 points yeah, from 16. From 15, and, and if goals. we'd have won tonight, we'd have been three points off the playoffs, I think, or something. But that's what they said about if. Birmingham because they were dead level. If. All right, so take the next four games. Coventry away, nil point. Black, you could quite easily draw the next two home games and lose at Sheffield United. Or let's say we win one of the two home games, we draw the other, but we lose the two away games. That would put us on 23 points with 20 games gone. Yeah? it that's mm-hmm. That's got relegation smacked all over it. That's that's bottom, bottom five, isn't it? That's where we're heading at the moment. Yeah, you're going to need twenty. You're going to need about twenty-five points, aren't you? For after twenty-three games, get halfway to fifty. Yeah, I think you're you're looking at it the wrong way, Dave. What you need to do is look at the bottom of the table, 
And I think we're, am I correct in saying we're 10 points clear of the 10 points clear. Site? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Until look tomorrow at the night. between how many, how many points we think they'll pick up versus yeah. us. Yeah. And, and that's how far away from relegation you'll be. And, yeah. you know, the bottom three, you're down there for a reason. I mean, okay, Derby have had a points deduction. So if you look at Derby, they have, what, they have nine points taken away, didn't they? And they could have some so, more, couldn't they? They could have some more taken they away. They could. Yeah. It's very, very likely they're going to get more financial irregularity. I think the bloke who's trying to buy it, the American guy, Kirchner, is looking to do a deal on that and he won't buy it if that's going to happen because that means they'll be in Division 3 and their income will be lower. But if you add those nine points back on, they've still got five points less than us. Um, So, you know, you've got those sides are down there for a reason. I don't know quite what's gone wrong at Cardiff, but something's gone horribly wrong. Um, And if you look at how, how, I mean, McCarthy did so much better than than Pearson did last year, but they didn't have the injury problems we had, so that's probably fair enough. But you you look at it, we were 10 points clear of Hull. Uh, who've played one less game, admittedly, but they're not all of a sudden. I thought this with Barnsley last season, or if they win their games in hand, they'll be above it. They didn't win one game in hand. No. Not one. And they had four games in hand at one time, or five. Yeah. And yeah. they just couldn't do it. So that's the only thing that will keep us up this year, that there are, I think, at the yes. moment, probably five worst teams, One of which, two of which we've beaten, three of which we've beaten. So... Um, and somebody says, as here on the text, Reading could have a points deduction before the season's out as well. Yeah. Oh, somebody said Derby had twelve points deducted. I thought it was nine. Well, they, they I, might I'll have more. Corrected. I got a feeling. I got a feeling they've got more that can come off actually, because there's other other things going on. That's but true. But here, I just Reading, wonder how many days. Red Red said Reading had. points off as well. I think Derby have had nine off so far. Um, but um, yeah, I think you need you to know, confirm that. So that's what's going to keep us. Up. I mean, it's interesting this business about um, playing long. Somebody's put on here. What was it? Bentley. This is Ryan Weeks saying this. Bentley ain't played the ball short since Burrow when he played it to Taylor Moore. He gave it away and Savile scored. Gone long since, even when players have shown for him. All right, so that's interesting. Taunton Red said, and I got to agree with him here. Managers won't want to come to Bristol City as they probably see it as a poison chalice. Interesting, interesting, and a few more messages on here just before we wind up. Uh, 12 plus 9, oh, Lisa said 12 plus 9, but they may get three back. I don't know what that means. And then if they duck the splatter of points from a few more, we could be in the playoffs, said Steve. Yeah, he's probably right. No, I, 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 I really, really, really despair. I thought it was going to be a good thing getting Nigel on board. He got the physio on board. He's got Curtis Fleming on the coaching side. You know, if you look at players like Baker and Vyman, you know, they're good squad players. They Both of those would probably walk into the loop are you, side. Are you, yeah. are you picking Am I what? Mark? Am I what there, Mark? Say that again, Ian. You're breaking up. Yeah. Are you, are you... Ah, right, okay. It was me. Okay, I, I just could, I would just want catching what you were saying, Dave. No, Darby no, no I was talking. Just, I was talking shit, basically. <laughs> well, but basically, Derby of one three, so that's nine points uh, plus eight. That's seventeen that they would have. So they must yeah. have had twelve taken off them. That's right. So yeah, that means, that's right. And they have twelve taken. They, they might get three back. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I know they might be. There might be another points deduction. Yeah, there might be another. There might be another nine. They were talking anyway, about. I look. I mean, yeah. the bottom. The bottom line is, we don't want to be relying on snookers to keep us up. But no. right here, right now, based on performances for most of this season and the tail end, everything under Pearson, based on performances, we are in the shit. Yeah, and we're scrabbling together. We're getting some wins. Yeah, and as long as we win a few that we shouldn't. Yeah, you know, we've got to get, you know, where are we now? So we've got, was it 16 games gone? So we've got 30 games to go, right? And we've got 19 points. So we've got to get a point. We've got to get 1.2 points a game for the remainder of the season, which is something like win, draw, lose, lose. Something like that, isn't it? That's even, no, that's better. Win, draw, lose, lose, lose. Yeah, and that might just about keep us up. Or win, draw, draw, lose, lose. Yeah, we need to win one in every three games, don't we? We, If we win one in four, you're right. If we win one in four, if we win seven more games this season, yeah, that's 21 on the 19, that's 40. So we win seven, draw 10, and that means losing losing 13. Well, we probably won't lose 30, but you don't know. That would put us on 50, wouldn't it? Yeah. We lost 13 at home last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 look. Pardon the swearing here, but it's a fucking mess. It is an. Absolute We're just carrying on. Mess. The thing is, all Nigel Pearson is doing is just carrying on the uh, the form from the end of Holden's reign. And it, it, there's been no improvement at all. But we're we we set our expectations so low that we're all that, that a lot of fans are still saying, "Well, that's just the way it is." Yeah, and that's no. that's where we are. Yeah, but I think less. I think there are less people in the, oh, that's just the way it is. He's oh, yeah, yeah, there are now. But that's what we've done, haven't I, we? I think that's what the, we are as a club. I think the, well, what Pearson succeeded in doing since he came here is lowering, lowering expectations. Mm. Yeah. And he, he's he's done a par excellence job on that. Well, he's lowered but, expectations and he's lowered the wage bill by about 12 million quid, Dave said in his numbers. Uh, God knows what the numbers are yeah. like because they're going to be out in the next four weeks. But he's lowered that and, you know, he'd like to get. Casey Palmer out the door in January and what they'll probably do is write off whatever the amortised value is which is probably a couple of million quid and get his wages off and just cut our losses and get yeah, rid of it Dave, Dave that's, it's no good making that up, someone's got to want the buy-in No, that's what I mean they'd almost or, or, have... just You mean to pay, mean to pay off uh, what's his contract ends at the end of this season does it? No, I think he's got another season up, he's got two years to go hasn't he? Yeah, he has <laughs> yeah. So so Jesus, someone's can't pay got to want to buy it. All right, look, would we, listen, if financially, Ian and Mark, yeah. if financially somebody came along and paid us eight million quid for Callas, yeah, and we thought, right, he's gone, let's get rid of, uh, let's pay Palmer off and just clear the decks. Would losing Callas, right, and assuming that we can keep Baker fit, which is a big if, and, and Atkinson comes up, but yeah, and Robbie Cundy. Uh-huh may come back from injury, but yeah. would losing Callas be the difference between, I think losing Bentley would, but losing Callas, would that be the difference between staying up and going down? If he stayed, he keeps us up, but if we go, we're dead. There you go. That's it. Possibly. Want to buy him. There's just not the money there, is there? I don't know you, if uh, there's gonna, no Premier League gonna, club are going to buy him. You're not going to sell him for eight million quid. All right, you're selling for six to a European club. Somebody comes in for it. Who's going to... Dave, nobody's got any money. And they certainly haven't got any money for a championship centre-half. And and, yeah. and there's a lot of talk about other centre-backs in this division who 
might move on for more money. But I, I mean, it's like saying people say, well, you know, you're about pay Palmer off. What's the point of doing that? All you're doing is burning cash. Well, and then it's a famous it. phrase from last year, what they said about keeping Dijou, right? We'll keep the value, we'll get the value off the field. Well, that fucking works. Totally right, different, totally different scenario. Because Dijou, Dijou no. was never, ever, ever going to sign a new contract. Never. And I told, I said that 18 months ago when we had all this fam loves us and we love him and he loves it here. And I've, <laughs> I've looked in. So you've got that obsession looked, with Mark Ashton. I've looked in. I've looked in Liam's eyes, and he's happy. He loves Bristol. And but oh dear, don't make me sick. Totally no, that sounds story. like that sounds like Ozzy Osbourne. That does actually. To be yeah. fair, Guys, look, it's getting late. Getting late. Getting late. You you, you wanted to do this. Well, it's, it's definitely going to get into paranoid in the moment. It's yeah. time. It's time. It's time. It's time to go. It's, it's time to go to bed, chaps. Uh, it's a very yeah. depressing. Very depressing evening. I have to say, this is uh, one of the best audiences that we've had, and I knew it would be uh, the best audiences we've had. Because when there's a crisis, everybody likes it when it's a crisis because they can hear us moan like fuck for an hour plus. And I think we've done that tonight. And apologies, yeah, that's, David. David, do you know what you need I've... to say? Go on, David. Just address them and say, "My name's David Pottier. I have had to suffer for my art. Now it's your turn." Well, maybe I'm just going to read the last few messages <laughs> that have come up here. Uh, impression of MA every episode, best part says Cookie for fuck's sake. More praise for Ian. I don't know. Yeah, uh, cheers, go. guys. I report. Thank you, Cookie. God bless Can't you. Wait. Johnson, impression. Ian, no, we don't want any of those. No medical recovery facilities outside of Sally Alida, MGAR, and UK. And Ryan Weeks, fantastic show, chaps. Think you kept your cool all round when you were fuming. We bloody are. And thanks a lot, Taunton Red, saying a good show. Tomo, thanks for the smiling emojis as well. Good yeah, show as always. Anything, <laughs> despite anything anybody says, yeah. we, we, you know, and this, when it came up on Radio Bristol, I mean, a fellow called Nigel Whitton, who might be listening, uh, we follow each other on Twitter, big City fan, and he went on there. And, and then Jeff playing devil's advocate, as Jeff does, says, well, you know, you know some people, you've been a bit negative. It's not negative. It's just factual. What all people Absolutely. are saying is what they see. And yeah, we're all yeah. City fans. I've never in my life come across a City fan that wanted us to lose, irrespective of who the manager was, yeah. who the players were. Yeah. Never well, happened look. in 50-odd years. But <laughs> unfortunately, if something's a load of crap, we just have to say it like it is. And I can't see the point of being any different because no, you're right. people, are just, people are just stop me and go, what are you on about? You yeah. said the other day that you know, it was it was great and it was what was great about it, Ian. I'd be like, oh, blah, 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 say, well, we will say it's great. I mean, look, the whole time we've been doing the podcast, we've done about this is show ninety six, take out a few. We've probably done about seventy five games, right? And the number of ones where it's been entertaining, you could count on two hands and have a couple of fingers left over, yeah. But we'll give praise when it's due, and we have been shown to give praise. But look, I gotta say, everybody who's listening, thanks. Mark and Ian, thanks. If you enjoyed it, it was me, Dave Pottier, a.k.a. Headhunter on Odeb. And if you didn't enjoy it, my name's Mark Ashton. Have a good evening, everybody, and good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave.